Good morning. Welcome to the Gathering Place podcast. I am Pastor Todd. This week, Pastor Byron is preaching a message to edify the church. I hope you are edified as well. And now, Pastor Byron. Pride says that we can work it out. Pride says that we can solve the problem, that we can figure it out, that we can uh, uh, work it through. And 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 the and the demonstration of this pride is, you know, the the bricks have fallen, we'll replace them. The trees have fell, we can replant. That we can do it, and and it's uh, and we we can easily forget, easily forget that um, I'm having trouble changing the pages. We can easily forget that it's declared to us, without me, you can do nothing, and we don't take that to heart sometimes. When it, when it comes to breakthrough in our own lives, and, and sometimes we'll, we'll, we'll go to all different methods of self-help and forget and forget our dependence on him. Without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. When that pride comes that we can come up with our own solutions, I want to let you know that's leading us in the wrong direction. That's leading us in the wrong direction. Now, what, <clears throat> what happened? What happened when these people rose up in pride and said, forget God, we can do it. Forget him, we can do it. We can get this thing done. It says, but the people have not returned to me who struck them, nor have they sought the Lord God Almighty. See, the, the root was, I can do this myself, and God is saying, no, you can't. No, you can't. And now that st- started the whole people in a journey. Here, here, here's the result of pride that we can do it. Those who guide this people mislead them. Those who are guided are led astray. So first first of all, there's a foundation built up by the teachers and the leaders saying that, that and God is saying, this pride took them in a place where even the leaders, even the leaders we're saying misleading the people, and the people that were receiving it also were led astray. You know, the, the Bible talks about that the church, the ch- can you believe it? The church would become apostate. Now, I have a, I have a dear friend that belongs to a a well-known church. I never want to mention the names of these churches. It's just not right for me to do so. But a well-named church in the Chicago area. 
they, as they're entering the new year, they are, their leaders, here we are, the leaders, the leaders are convening together to make a decision about 2024. And, and in that decision process, my friend said, you know what, if they make this decision, I'm going to have to find another church. Now, this is a well-known, very well-known church in our area. What is the decision they're voting on as leaders? To marry gay couples. Wait a minute. Did you hear me? Here, here's a well-known church in our area Leaders are making, trying to make a decision about will they marry gay couples? You know what? Is, is, is this a beginning of church, what we call the Christian church, being deceived, being brought into things that are just contrary? to truth. Kara said she saw the belt around me, the belt of truth. We, the truth comes out of scripture. And when the church decides to violate scripture, wow, that's heading for disaster. Therefore, the Lord will take no pleasure in the young men, nor will he pity the fatherless and widows for everyone is ungodly and wicked. Every mouth speaks folly. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. You see, when we start taking positions that are ungodly into the church, then then. God is saying, all right, you are kicking me out of where I should be. And now, and now, now, I take no pleasure in young men. I take no pity on the fatherless and widows. Everything starts to deteriorate, right? And then, and then, uh, then it goes on to say, On that night, they will devour, but still be hungry. On the, on the left, they will eat, but not be satisfied. Each will feed on the flesh of their own offspring. Now, you know what? And that really happened in Israel's history. They came to a place when they were eating their own children. I'm, I'm, say, I'm saying this, don't be surprised how darkness leads into depravity. And, and, it, and it's, what was the beginning of this? Taking pride, we can do it ourselves. Self will never lead into godliness. Hear that? Self will never lead into godliness. So they're saying, 
what are they saying here? That that you'll you'll never find satisfaction in self. You'll eat, but be still hungry. You'll never be satisfied. Manasseh will feed on Ephraim. Ephraim will on Manasseh. Together they will turn against Judah. Yet in all this, his anger will not turn away. His hand is still uprised. The other, the other product of 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 self-sufficiency is um, uh, not getting along together. Fighting, infighting. You know, it, it's families being torn apart. Relationships being torn apart. Marriages failing. Children becoming disobedient to their parents. All this starts, where's the root? It was in these first verses. Where's the root of this? I can do it myself. Giving some assimilation to trusting God, but no, 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 no. No, I can figure, I can do this myself. Without me, you can do nothing. It's a dream. It's a, it's a false teaching. And yet, Israel was put into this position of can't be satisfied and now infighting. And we, we were driving, as we were driving down to Florida, and, and it's a, a lot of hours of Nancy and I listening to music and and enjoying the ride, and part of part of the nice thing about driving is we have all this time locked in the car, talking with one another, praying for things, and everything that was going on. But but I have I have satellite radio on my car, and uh, and they they always holiday season they have a holiday station. It used to be once in a while you would hear something about Jesus. But now this time, hardly ever. Finally, I told that I am so frustrated. I'd rather listen to 1950s rock music. There's there's more virtue in some of the words there than what I'm hearing with all this Santa Claus can bring you help and joy. Wow, the joy of the season. Wow, all this and all this and and. And I'm, I'm listening to this stuff, and I said, no way, no way can some superficial idea about Christmas actually bring you joy and satisfaction. It's fleeting. It's only for a moment. That kiss under the mistletoe will last seconds. <laughs> you know, and, and I turned it off. I Turned it off. I said, I can't stand listening to this stuff anymore. I can't stand that, that somehow some, some holiday spirit is going to bring me joy and peace. No way I'm shutting it down. And we started listening to a little 50s rock music, and that, was the, that wasn't too bad, you know. But, but, uh, but 
the, so then we went down to Florida and we had a great time. And you know, one of the things that we did was we went to Tallahassee and found, because Nancy was paging through my her mother's stuff and found a postcard that actually gave the address of where her dad grew up in Tallahassee. And so he found that location and went there and the house is still standing, built in 1905. And, and it was a really wonderful thing just uh, my mind just going to seeing my father-in-law playing in the yard and walking around and everything else. But the house is still there. We knocked on the door. Unfortunately, nobody was home. I just would love to have gone in there and try to find the bedroom where my father-in-law was growing up and everything else. And it was, and it was, a, you know, it was a wonderful feeling. It was, it was, really, it was really good. And, and, um, and, uh, and it was, and on these trips, I, sometimes I think when we take these driving trips for Nancy, for Nancy and I, is uh, it becomes a missionary trip. It becomes meeting people we'll never meet again, but being able to share with them truth and all that God is. And one, and one, of, the th one of the things that really came to me, my little, what they call the elevator talk, because uh, it was really blessing the, the people that were cleaning the rooms and everything else and these ladies and everything else. It was kind of funny. One time I was talking to a whole lady. I, I just came to realize after I'm talking to her, she didn't understand a word of English. So, so I, I, but it, that happens too. But, but it's uh, one of the things. One of the things, and really has to do with the Christmas season and and what it is and and what superficial Christi, uh, Christmas season cannot do. I would ask the people in the elevator, or if I only had a moments of time, I would say, do you know what? There's no counseling, no counseling, no psychiatrist, no psychologist, no self-help person, I would tell them, can eliminate guilt and condemnation out of your life. They can try to. They can try to say, well, you know, blame your family, blame your father, blame everybody else so you can kind of rid yourself. But it doesn't rid yourself of guilt and condemnation. Then I would tell them with a big smile, I said, hey, ma'am or sir, only Jesus can rid you of guilt and condemnation. But you know what? There, there's a qualifying thing about that. that. That in order to have the freedom from guilt and condemnation, all of us need to elevate our knowledge and faith in how much we're loved. Hear me? If, if that gets diminished, Guilt and condemnation can creep in, but we need to we need to elevate to a high place when Jesus died on that cross for us. He won victory over guilt, guilt and condemnation. Paul said that now, for now, there are no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, and if we dumb down his love for us will give a little road for that to come in 
And God wants us to up that knowledge of how greatly we're loved and favored by God. Well, two people that we met, of the many people, one was called Cody. And Nancy and I were going over, where were we going to spend her birthday? Where were we going to eat? And she was searching, 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 and, and really, uh, um, scooters? Scooters. So, what? Schooner. So we finally decided on schooner. And, uh, and um, you know what? God wants to be behind your decision making. It's okay. Let him get him involved. Get him involved with our lives, and in, in everything, even even where we're going to have a have a birthday meal. <clears throat> and um, and uh, I wasn't going to say this in a message, but the, the, we went there to go check out their menu, and this guy was so friendly, and he showed us around the restaurant. He showed us and told us about the cooks and everything else. And I I don't remember. He, I don't think he gave us his name, but. He, uh, but I, I had a word for a word for him, and I said, "You know, you're a very diligent person." And I told him, I said, "You know what? Uh, there's something about diligent, especially if you know Jesus." And he said, "Sure. What's that about?" I said, "Yes, because if we if we're diligent in our connection with Jesus, it comes with a reward." He is a rewarder to those who diligently seek after him. And later on, we talked to him. Also, when he went for dinner, we saw him on the way out. And he said, and he recognized me, and we talked more about Jesus. And he said, yeah, even my, my wife works here, too. We both work here. And I said, that's great. But, it, but <clears throat> for dinner, we had a young man, Cody. And he was serving our table, and and while he was serving our table, the Holy Spirit started bringing up words in my mind for, for Cody. And, uh, and in the right opportune time, Cody came to our table, and I said, Cody, I hope this makes sense to you because God has been giving me a word for you. And the word is, every... Um, Everything's going to be all right. Seems like a simple word, right? Cody, everything's going to be all right. He stopped and looked at Nancy and I and said, just the other day, I was praying about some things in my life and our family. And I want to let you know, that so resonates with me that everything's going to be all right. Because uh, he didn't tell us what it were, but he said there were just some things in his life that he, he needed to know about. He needed to bring before God's throne and everything else. And to hear everything's going to be all right raised up faith in his life. So then the next day, uh, uh, the greatest, the, the, what I enjoy the most is uh, Nancy loves shopping. And I, and I love shopping because she loves shopping because I can be with her. And, and, that, and, that, and, that, and, that, 
And that's, uh, that's why I, I'm thrilled about shopping because I could spend time and see my, my wife just going through things and everything else. And, and I just, I love being with her and I love that. The thing I love to do that Nancy joins me on is long walks on the beach. And you do too. Yeah, right. You like it too. So, so we, we, uh, so the next day, I said, let's go another walk on the beach. But this time, let's, let's start where we would finish and turn back, and let's walk back to that restaurant, which is about a mile away, walk back to that restaurant and have lunch and then walk back. So we did that. We w walked there. Um, I, <laughs> I wasn't sure you were going to. I was starting to have a sugar, sure, sugar roll, and I was starting to walk like a drunken man. I was man alive, I hope I make it here. Because it, it was just a long stretch between breakfast and this long mile walk to this restaurant. But we, we made it. Got there and sent me. Now, this time we had a server, Jennifer. And, and the same thing, the Holy Spirit was bringing up words for Jennifer. And, um, and this, this is not, it's a prophetic word, but not quite the, what we think about. I said, said Jennifer, I, ju I just feel something here. I want to I ask you, how can we pray for you as a mother? Again, she just stopped. It seemed, almost seemed like forgetting all the other tables she was waiting on. She stopped and she said, that's amazing. I, I'm putting my own words into it. That's amazing that you would ask that question. Because I have two, two small children and one of them has autism. And and it's hard, and it's difficult. We love our child. The child has autism. And it's funny that you should ask me that how can I pray? Can you pray for me and my husband as we raise this autistic child? Then Nancy chimed in and had some amazing words for this woman. And then Nancy said, Jennifer, can we pray for you? And then Here's, here's in a public restaurant. So Nancy lays hands on her and starts praying the most amazing prayer over this woman that we don't even know about how God would sustain her and help her and everything else. And it was just a, just a wonderful, wonderful event. You know what? Vacations can be missionary journeys. Vacations can be missionary journeys. We're in, and there's a bunch of other people that we met that we had just words with. Uh, uh, it, it was just, it was just a fun thing for Nancy and I to just ministering to people from here to Florida and back. Now God wants to be involved with all our decisions, so we start making a decision on Thursday. And we said, should we leave early? Because the forecast in the south central part of the, Georgia, uh, Louisiana, Tennessee, 
and uh, and there was a terrible forecast for Saturday and Sunday. And I said, Nancy, I think we should leave Friday morning. And she said, I agree. We should leave Friday. We leave two days earlier and just forget our our stay at those place. Just leave two days early and start heading back. What we found out was that when we could have been driving through the area between Louisiana and Tennessee, if we would have delayed changing, there were tornadoes hit that area and six people died. And the, and the weather was horrific. But God, God in his all wisdom had us leave two days early that we had hardly any rainfall, hardly anything, just clear driving all the way home. I want I, why I'm saying this, God is interested in every decision you all make. Get him involved. Again, back to without him, we can do nothing. Without him, we can do nothing. Don't go on the road of the latter part of chapter 9 when a people decided they can do it on their own and figure it out themselves. That will lead to disaster. Again, working in your own strength will lead to disaster. Now the scene changes. Don't you like the word nevertheless? Now this is a journey into the right direction. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Not figuring out myself not trying to work it out myself and leave God out of the scenario. Without him, we can do nothing. Verse 1, nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebul and the land of Nephetiri, but in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. And a very interesting term, Galilee of the nations, sometimes it's referred to Galilee of the Gentiles. You know, uh, Isaiah was seen into the future. This relationship with the Heavenly Father was not only for the Jew, but it was for the Gentile. And, and of all places where Jesus was known to come from was Galilee, I'll use the term, Galilee of the Gentiles. That, that God had this plan open to all mankind. The people walking in darkness have seen great light. I think that's for all of us. In our darkest hour, in your darkest hour, in your most challenging life's experience, don't you want to see light? Don't you want to see light? 
It says, on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light shall be shall dawn. I want to let you know, God does never want any of us to live in darkness. In our darkest hour, go to him. Go to, he's the go-to person. And he will bring light into your personal darkness. You have enlarged the nations and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as a people rejoices at the harvest, as a warrior rejoices when dividing the plunder. Again, as we started it, you know what? No Christmas song about Santa Claus can bring you joy. No artificial uh, seasonal thing can bring you joy. Only Jesus can bring you joy. Only Jesus can bring you joy. It cannot be created by music, by songs, by lyrics. It only can be created by personal confidence and faith in a Jesus that loves you very, very much. And again, I want to say, you, you, you want to have success in life. You want to have, have him actively working in your life. He diligently seek after those that diligently seek after him that he's a rewarder of. You want to go in that place? Up, up your confidence and how much you're loved. Up your confidence on how much you're loved. You know, uh, uh, Juan made, mentioned the word mercy this morning. And you know what? Thank God for his mercy over our lives. Because we don't always do it right. But then his mercy kicks in. He says, I, I died for you. I love you. I have mercy over your life. Remember that. And then it goes on to where George Frederick Handel Pick this up and put it to music. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there shall be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, ever establishing and upholding it in justice and righteousness from the time on and forever. Zeal of the Lord Almighty will, will, will accomplish this. And, you know, and, and this is going through the whole thing from his birth to his second coming. And, and he is one of the promises we hold on to, he's coming back. And, and, and it's going to be a, a finally justice will fall on the earth. Not some form of justice that is distorted. Now in closing, in closing, some words were spoken here through the Holy Spirit to Isaiah the descriptive words of the Jesus we've given our life to. Descriptive words 
of Jesus who you and I gave our life to. First one, wonderful. Now, if we pick that word out, what, it, what, it, what it's trying to convey to you and us, supernatural works of God. You ever hear the term, and they moved in signs, wonders, and miracles. This wonderful, this baby that was born, this declaring him wonderful, is actually opening up the supernatural to you and me. So being a wonderful is the supernatural works of God. I want more of that, don't you? Counselor. Counselor is not, doesn't mean the same as you and I going to a counselor. It's very different. Jesus, the word counselor, means he's the go-to go person, the one who advises, helps, and leads others. You, have, you and I have a go-to person, a, go, a counselor of all counselors that, that will give you advice, direction, help, and lead you in the right path. That's what counselor means. Mighty God. He's a mighty God. What does that mean? It, it has this connotation of uh, a valiant military hero or a champion. Is God your champion? Is God your man? He's the one that can get me out of every problem in life. He's my one that can give me victory in my own personal war. He's my helper. He's my everything. He's my mighty God. He's my valiant military hero. He's the one that can redeem me from, from every attack and issue of life. That's who he is. That's your Jesus. That's your Jesus. Then he goes on to say, eternal father. What does that mean, eternal father? Uh, and, and the son of a royal father or a son of God himself. When he's saying that this Jesus equates to the eternal father. It all equates to the virgin birth and how he came here and how his father is the father in heaven that sits on the throne. And that's what that means. That's what that means. Prince of Peace. You know what? It's, <clears throat> before I get into Prince of Peace, uh, back in 1972, I was a fairly brand new Christian. And my dad came to me and said, you know what, Byron, I want you to write something on our Christmas card that's going to all our suppliers and customers. And I said to myself, thanks, Dad. I, and, I, and I was a new believer, I, uh, and, and uh, I was just... Uh, uh, growing in my faith and everything else, and all of a sudden I got this assignment. So I went up to my room in a quiet place, and I said, Father, Father, I, 
my dad asked me to do this. Um, I need your help. Back to the original things we talked about. Self-help will get you nowhere. Asking him for help, help will get you everywhere. So I sat down there for a moment and I said, what I put on this Christmas card to our customers and our suppliers? And all of a sudden I start writing out and I called it Peace 72. And I wrote down Wonder, wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, the Prince of Peace. And as I wrote that down, I said, I'm, I'm going to give to my dad so he can have the Christmas cards made. And I said, Father, take this beyond our customers and suppliers. Big surprise. One morning, I was driving to work. And, uh, and we didn't have satellite radio and all that stuff. I, I always listened to WMBI radio, 90.1 Chicago. And there was a guy called Bob Murphan. And he was a funny guy. He talked and just loved the Lord. So to my surprise, as I was driving to work, and knowing what I prayed, that this would take this to way more people than just who the card would go out to, Bob Murphan shocked me and said, we just received a Christmas card that says Peace 72 on it, and I want to read you what it says. And he, and he says, and then he began to talk about how, how God's the only God that can ever bring us peace in our life. And I was saying, wow, God, <clears throat> As I wrote this out, you also answered my prayer and, and brought it beyond who the card went to. I don't know what they're listening, how many people listened to WNBI that time, but probably a lot of people. And a lot of people got to hear the word of God that he gave me and wrote down on a Christmas card. So it says, Prince of Peace, Prince of Peace. And what, what, does that, what does that involve that this child is a prince of peace? The child will rule with all wisdom, power, and the peace of God. So let us embrace this on this season. He's wonderful. He's the God of the supernatural work. He's a counselor. He's there to help, help us in every issue of life. He's a mighty God. Our God's a warrior. And he's a champion. And we can trust him. He's the eternal father. He Jesus is a supernatural child. He's a son of the living God. And his father is the one that we now have relationship with through Jesus. He's the prince of peace. He's the prince of peace. When it escapes you from Jesus, 
comes wisdom, power, and the peace of God. That's good. That's good news. That's good news. So don't trust yourself. Don't trust yourself for a moment. Don't think that you can work it out. You know, it's... Um, Uh, one time, Paul was kind of talking to God, and he says, my strength is perfected. Through who? In weakness. So where does strength come from? Yourself? Or does it come from someplace else? My We all need to depend on his strength to conquer things that we cannot in life. Father God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for chapter 9 of Isaiah. We thank you, Lord, for all the instruction and wisdom that comes out of chapter 9 Isaiah. We thank you of a man called George Frederick Handel who put this to music. For hundreds of years, people could hear these things over and over and over again. Father God, keep our ears of our spirit open to who you are. Hear that? Keep our ears of our spirit open to who you are. And Father, as a church, as we enter a new year, raise up our confidence of how much you love us. How much you love us. Knowing that, Father, in that, you will bring victory in our lives. You'll bring a new confidence that doesn't come from ourself, but comes from you, Father. Because you are the God that loves us in amazing ways. And you are the God that favors us. I want you to think of, I want you to grab that in your heart. You and I have God's favor. And, he, and he, he, he wants us to know that, that we walk in his favor, not because of ourselves, but because of Jesus, because of Jesus. And I want to encourage anybody that might be tuning in on us, Father God, or listening to the podcast, that you can have all this by giving your life to Jesus and taking him as your personal savior and the lover of your life. And you can be completely freed from guilt and condemnation. He's the only one that can do it for you. No counselor can do it for you. 
No psychiatrist can do it. No psychologist can take you to that place. Only Jesus can free you from guilt and condemnation. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And God bless all of you in this amazing season we're about to enter in to remember that God didn't forget us, but he remembered us and gave us his son. Amen. This is Pastor Todd. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I pray the Lord uses today's message by Pastor Byron to strengthen your walk with God. If you were blessed by this message and would like to support the ministry of The Gathering Place financially, I encourage you to use our online giving portal at tgpchicago.org. Our portal uses PayPal's secure site so none of your information is compromised. Once again, thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Place podcast. God bless you and have a great week.